Hi, I'm Yoshi. Hi, and this is Renee, and we would like to welcome you to The 40 Spot, where we talk about the highs and the lows and everything in between about 40 years of being 40. Yes. So follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Facebook at The 40 Spot, and you can find our podcast anywhere uh, that you get your podcast. Yes. Yes. So like, comment, subscribe, share this live, share our pages with your friends, your coworkers, everybody that you know, and you can catch us on the replay. Um, Absolutely. So on this episode, we discuss the evolution of marijuana, honey. The good, the bad, and the ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. <laughs> yes. But first, we're going to get into our While You Were Out segment. This is when we discuss news, entertainment, and personal experiences that may have occurred since our last show. Yes, and we definitely have a lot to talk about. A lot is happening in the last two weeks, for real. Yes, and we're always going to start out on a good note. note. Um, Supreme Court Justice Katanji Brown, is it Jackson? Yes, she was confirmed. Which we expected. She is thus far the most qualified ever, uh, ever. <laughs> ever, ever. So we need not to say anything about that. You can go back and see in one of our posts where we did like a uh, with Brett Kavanaugh and who was the other lady? She was just kind of. She was really, really young. I really want to call her Amy Schumer, and I know that's a comedian. So, but her name was Amy something. Yes. <laughs> she got blonde hair. She's the youngest, and since those three people have been, um, you know, confirmed to be uh, Supreme Court justices, really, like in the last four years, um, which is kind of kind of monumental because typically you see several. Um, um, changes of presidency and they don't get to appoint anybody. Yeah. Um, but considering all of those, she combined, she had more experience in both of them together. Yeah. So um, I definitely feel like that she's going to be a great addition because she has worked in public service. And one thing I did not know was that she was actually a public defender for people that was in Guantanamo Bay. Oh really? Didn't know yeah, that. I didn't even know that those people that was even off of that. Considering you know it's in Cuba, and I'm like, I mean, it makes sense that they they would uh, get offered that, but I, <laughs> I didn't know because I mean, like they put them down there in Cuba so that they can do and torture them. So it's kind of like you know, but y'all yeah. still kind of give them you know some constitutional rights and stuff. So. <clears throat> That that was just brand new information and stuff that I did not even know. You as a lawyer, you can go and you can work at Guantanamo Bay to help these people exactly. and stuff. So um, yeah, but congratulations to her first um African American woman um of color um to to be there. And she's actually the third African-American ever because the first was Thurgood Marshall, then Clarence Thomas, and now her. So we still appreciate all of the work that the Black people is doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the second thing we're going to talk about that has happened 
Um, so in, in Georgia, you know, our little governor, Ryan Kemp, has passed a bill, legislation that says you do not have to have a license for closed carry. Mm, 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 mm. So, be open carry, but you conceal. That's the proper word. So, like yes. you have it in your purse, you have it in your car, you have it, you know, on your person. That's fine. It just can't be out and about. And you know, there's good and bad things to it, but I see more bad than good for this. <laughs> well, just just FYI, that same particular kind of law was passed here in Tennessee where you no longer needed to have a license to carry. Open carry, yes, but concealed carry, no. So it's kind of one of those things, like, for real, not at this point, you know, you're taking your chances if you run up on somebody. You know, and honestly, um, with the whole open and concealed, really the only open is when you really have it in your holster, because mm-hmm. you're not supposed to brandish a, a, a firearm. So mm-hmm. it's not like open means you just have it, you know, you can walk around in your hand if you have a license. You can't do that. So yeah. It has to be holstered. Exactly. So. so it's one of those things that I just feel like, unfortunately, it's going to put the police at a higher um, stress level than they already are. And, you know, I have various <laughs> thoughts about the police. However, they do put their life on the line and they do when they approach in certain things, certain, certain situation can go left. And now those police officers who are the good cops, <laughs> they're, they're put at more risk. And then the ones who scary are even scarier. Now they're scared. Or are they scarier? Because now like, Oh my God, anybody can have a gun. And because literally every, anyone can have a gun. The people who were following the rules and were like, well, I don't want to have a gun in my car. You know, they're gonna have a gun in their car because I'm gonna have a gun in mine. <laughs> hey, I believe in the Second Amendment, right? And I believe that if you are, because I'm gonna be black first. If you are black and you are able to have a purchase a firearm and get it registered, you should. You I know. I believe should. that too. I just, I, I just feel like, you know. With that bill, it just gives them more ammunition of, I was scared of him for my life, right? Like, cause any, because the reality is the number of people with guns now is going to go up. That's just the reality. Well, when we look, go, if we reverse back to 2020, there was a 700% increase in gun sales. And actually, guess who was buying more guns? Black people, because the fear is that uh, whatever they think, our black people had a gun, which obviously that was not true. Not true. Because <laughs> before then, but like when people was running out going to get toilet paper and stuff, I like every morning I was getting off work, I'm going to the gun store. I'm looking for bullets, and then the price of bullets increased so much. And like I remember one time I went to one of the gun stores, and I'm like. Are y'all closing? Because it looked like a store that was like, we're closing and we're just literally trying to sell everything. It was like nothing could even stay on the shelf. And I ended up purchasing a firearm and I was like, I don't even know if I like this, but I know that white man, he just kept on looking like, you go get it. Is you go get it? Yeah, I'm going to get it. Because I'm like, mm-mm. Now, let me go ahead. There is something brewing. Let me tell you, in not last December, but the December before last, my mom and I went 
to a gun um, safety class. Okay. We shot and all this, and it was outside. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it was very nice. It was designated for black women, women specifically, but black women. It was ran by a black woman. It was really good. I wish I could remember the name of it because I would shout it out um, because I it really, I learned a lot. That's not the point. We're so we out in these open fields, but it's an area that a lot of people go to. Mm-hmm. And you have this group of white people, and I don't really don't care what color they were, but they are shooting this right these rifles. They are on the ground shooting these rifles. I mean, these shots are going off, and it's like, well, who y'all about to go fight? They don't have no army fatigue on. They don't have anything that looks like we're training for my job. And so the question is, what are you training for? <laughs> what are you training they for? They are training. You're not trying to kill a deer. Day. You don't need that to kill a deer. Yeah. I, I know people that hunt, and they don't need none of that to kill a deer. So. Yeah, and 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 one thing about it is like um, assault rifles, which are ARs. You know, there's like AR-15s and AK-47s and different stuff like that. Those rifles was never intended for hunting. Those were for specifically. I am trying to kill people, and it has a lot of the bullets and stuff. They are um, piercing um, armor pr- protection. Like if you have on um, bulletproof vest and stuff like that, like it's different bullet levels of um, bulletproof vest and stuff that can withstand those high power rifles and stuff like that. But you know, it's one of those things like you do not want to be in no gunfight. And you're outgunned and out ammo, and that's what's happening right now in the Ukraine. But that's a whole another story because we, I had to break that down one day. You know, we ought to just talk, like go live one day and just talk about it because we talk about it and it's like, okay, let me tell you about what I know about fighting and stuff. But um, yeah, um, and I think that'll be a good show for us to do, not just about the Russian-Ukraine war, but if you can try to find like the information where y'all did the um the class at and maybe they want to come on and give some get some helpful tips about people you know homeowner gun safety what they offer you know really what does the second amendment right means to all individuals but how is it broken down individually from I really like that idea I'm gonna reach out to her because we learn so much and my biggest thing like I don't have a gun in home. Maybe I shouldn't announce that, but nobody knew where I live. <laughs> but I want one. And my biggest thing about not having one is like, what sense does it make to have a gun in my home if I don't know how to be safe with it and I'm afraid of it? And I'm afraid of it because you don't use it. You're afraid of a gun because it's like, I don't know what to do. But people who go and they train and they practice, they know what to do. So that fear isn't there. So I think that's so important. Yeah. And in this class, um, she was talking about, well, she's ex-military. And okay. she about how they have, how she has her gun on her side table. Her partner had this, his gun on the side table and you, how you have, you should lay it down how, where you shouldn't put it. Different places they have it, you know, start still brought the question, well, who coming in your house? But at the end of the day, if it did happen, it's better to be prepared. Um, something else they talked about was like even insurance, uh, mm-hmm. having insurance, that you know you can't call your mom and be like, um, I shot somebody in my house because yes. your mom can't do nothing. So who do you call when something like that happens? Um, and the insurance also protected you if something else happened. 
So, yes, and then like a lot of people, they're not like big fans of the NRA, but then the NRA and other gun uh, memberships and stuff, they cover that. So if anything happened, like because you can do it for you, you can do it for your whole family. Guess what? You already lawyered up. And right. then that's how sometimes those people, they fare much better in court because guess what? You, the, the lawyers, they already like kind of meshed with like the NRA or whoever it is. So like they have to come to your defense, get you out of jail, know what what everything is happening and stuff like that. So I I definitely think that we definitely need to try to do a show on that sooner than oh. late, later because I, I just never really lived in a house and there was not a gun in the home. Um and that's um, why there's a level of comfort for you. You know, so yeah. it, you know a lot of people again may not be against it but if you don't have or you're not used to having one at home you don't know what to do that's how a lot of accidents happen with guns with children and even adults because they don't know they just playing with it you don't know what you're doing you're not going out shoot like you need yeah. that's, that's a piece of it that you absolutely need um you know unfortunately kind of connected to this and what i was saying earlier you know <clears throat> the good thing is about you know being you feel like you can protect yourself um mm. But, like, the incident happened in Michigan. What part of Michigan was that? Grand Rapids. In Grand Rapids, Michigan, where Patrick, I want, I don't want to say this wrong, but Loyola, Loyalia. We sorry, people. But, I am um, very sorry. Um, I was trying to look for a pronunciation and could not find it. Um, but, unfortunately, um, his, he lost his life to police violence, 26 years old. Um, it just, it was a traffic stop went horribly wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, it's sad, and that's when it comes to that gun law. That's the part that scares me. Not that giving me because giving them one more reason they don't need a reason don't even matter. They they're gonna do what they're gonna do. But it's like one of those things of when it says I fear for my life, they'll try to use that. You know, um, because and that's so subjective because I really need like a definition. What is fearing for your life? Because I just know if people are running away from you, to me, they're not in that's not attack mode. Exactly. That's the um, flight mode. But if I'm and when my son wrestled, and even if people didn't wrestle, but you know, if you're not just piggyback carrying somebody just for fun, it's somebody on your back. They really have the upper hand, and it's just kind of like in war, you know, higher ground is always like a better, better ground. And that's and what like, happened in this situation. At this point, the police officer was on his back and shot him in the head. It's he like, held his head down and shot him yeah. in the head. Um, um point blank range. The story just want to be clear. He did uh try to get away, he jumped he on him, away. <laughs> and he, but at the point of him being murdered. He was on his stomach. The police was on his back, held his head down, and shot him. Like, that is the point. <laughs> Just because, yes. you know, we always talk about uh, flight or fight. Someone's going to be scared. These things go all, you know, come on the news all the time. What goes through your mind in that moment? You know, and it's, yes. it's just sad. And I, I mean, to me, it sounds like murder. Um, I, I personally, I clicked on a video because it came up in my timeline and mm-hmm. I did not know what was going on or whatever like that. So I clicked on it, you know, I'm watching it and I'm just thinking, okay, this is going to be, <coughs> excuse me, another, you know, video that shows um, just a wrong, not 
I didn't think like the person was going to die at the time, but just how the whole thing unfolded. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> he was already out of the car. And I know some states have like, if you're a man and you get pulled over, you must exit your vehicle. That part I do know. And he may have been asked to get out of the car. And when I was watching this and I only watched it like once and I didn't have the audio on the Indian. So I'm under assumption, please correct me if I'm wrong, that when the video kind of starts, he's already out of the car. And it seems like he's telling him, go to the front of the car to put your hands, excuse me, on the hood of the car. And like he turned around, he's walking towards it. And then the cop just grabbed him out of nowhere where that's already put is in a defense like he it wasn't like he was not complying or not doing what he was supposed you know that the police asked him to do but it's like if you're gonna ask me to do something then not just saying like you allow me all the time in the world but if i need to get three steps over to where i need to get it like give me enough of time like i just can't right you know just i'm standing here and then i'm there like it wasn't even, literally, it wasn't even three seconds. You know, I didn't watch the video, so I'm not quite sure. Um, and I, and that's when it started. Not. It could have been that he gave him a different direction, because that's a lot of times that people say, like, they're giving multiple directions at once. So that could have been the case. The, the other case could have been he, um, Patrick may have said something. <laughs> God forbid you have an opinion. But he could have said something and it kind of ticked the cop off. Um, but it's 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 tragic. It's it's tragic. Um, it's and sad. And it, I hate that we even have another story to talk about. It, it is. And um, I think that until it's not just do you go to jail, not go to jail, because most states have qualified immunity, which to me basically is license to kill me like where I can say whatever and you know those um like the federal order of police FOP they love to call your house asking and begging for money um they want to take care they do I block them in the car from a different number all of the time um until your pension until your pay is affected guess what they, they're going to continue to do that because Right now, they're not in fear of unemployment. Or well, put it like this: they're not in fear of going to jail because they know it's very, very. It's even less than one percent of cops that go to jail for killing a person, especially while they're even on duty. Now, off-duty cops sometimes those things can be a little bit different, but overall. But there's never um, any type of consequences like, you know what, if you have this, you can keep your job. But guess what? Maybe you won't get your full pension. Maybe you won't do this, that, and the other. And it will make you think two, three, four, five, six hundred thousand times about that. And I personally, I feel like with the body cams, it's always, it don't work when you need it to work. If you step out that car, it needs to come on. I don't know if they need to have it automatically on, but I definitely feel like when you're there and you're getting dressed and whatever like that, it needs to be checked to see if it's working. 
Well, there just needs to be an overhaul of everything. Like, there's a reason to have the body cam, so they conveniently don't work when they should be working. Um, the camera that's on the police car conveniently doesn't work when it should be working. So, you know, there's, you know, what's interesting is that somebody who is going to put color in my hair, mm-hmm. um, wash it, going to wash my hair, do your nails, do my nails, someone who's going to do my lashes and give me a facial, wax me, and all this time for training when really the worst thing they could do is I look messed up. And maybe in the case of a facial, they burn my skin. But I'm still alive. I'm not exactly. Dead. You know, exactly. I just think that it's is is needed for more training. We know why they don't have more training. The police officers, you know, that that <laughs> initially wasn't created to really protect the people. It was created to police black people. That's yes. the bottom line. So there was a need for real training. That was easy. Right. They did it in slavery. They continued to do it after. So mm-hmm. where's the real need? But there's like a real need for, you know, real training. You like, I think you said it when we talked about this, you know, the training of, is this person cracked out? Are they on heroin? Or is this a manic, you know, episode? They're not going to know that. If they're well, not getting the training to tell the difference, they're not going to know that. So that's a part that you can't really even, but you can't believe, blame the police. You have to blame the system. And yes. at some point, that has to change. Absolutely. And um, like we said, like, as but in both of our professions, we have to be state licensed. And then we have to have a national license to be able right. to do what we have. We are able to do. Otherwise, we could not do our job. Most jobs in the healthcare industry, they're a licensed position. You have to do continuing credit hours. Even on your job, they they have, you know, yearly tests that you still have to do. You still have to perform these tests just like if you just not starting on the job. So competencies, that was the word mm-hmm. I was looking for. So we have six month and one year competencies and stuff like that. If you ain't confident, guess what? You potentially could lose your job. But guess what? Right. You definitely not going to be working over there in that particular area anymore. Because you affecting somebody's life. And it's like, if what I do affect a person's life, how does they do not? Now, it absolutely does. Not just that they're killing people. It's like people go to the jail and guess what? That affects their life. So and if you're a habitual jail, pathological liar, you know what? Maybe being a cop is not for you. Maybe you was bullied too much and this is your way for revenge and stuff. Some type of altruism, you know, type of um, psych thing, you know, where it's just like you want to do bad, but then you join the police force. So did you, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, yeah. that that's that's definitely wrong. And I And I feel like with them, because you are dealing with, the entire public, people that are different cultural backgrounds, different religious backgrounds, different socioeconomic backgrounds, different languages, all sorts of different stuff that there needs to be some type of psych evaluation that goes along with that because the way that they have these tests, um, surveys, they can, they, they can rule out that bias and they know how to change those questions. So guess what? It's hard for you to lie. I remember when I applied for a management job at Walmart. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I'm not, just because I was applying for a management job doesn't mean it's like everybody who applied for a job at Walmart mm-hmm. had to take this test. And you take, I want to say it was like 50 questions. And at some point it's like some of the questions 
or similar, but really it ruled out if you're lying because they kind of ask some of the questions in different ways. Yep. Um, and you really don't notice. And I mean, I've known people to take it and be like, I can't do this. Well, <laughs> baby, you you lied, or either you didn't read through the the sentence. You were just clicking and moving, so simple like that. Like to check people out at Walmart, it just needs to be more um, oversight with it. It needs to be more licensure. It needs to be more education. It's just it is, and it's talking about sit down at the table education. It's not just about okay, how do you defend yourself in certain right. situations, and also what is your temperament? Because if you're easily to get 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 um get mad but you know what another point is and we've also heard this that police officers you see a high incidence of domestic violence amongst those couples so it's like if you going home and you being the shit out the person who you with what make you think that they ain't they not out here doing it to the people who they supposed to be sworn to protect and serve and then also it's like okay who do you want to protect and serve? Who do you feel worthy of protecting and serving? Right. And stuff. And um, there, there's just been such a disconnect between, excuse me, and I believe it's nationwide, the police and the citizens that there is no focus on that. It's like, we okay if y'all don't like us. So that's- well, It becomes a very us versus them. And I yes. think that's a part of their training because they have to learn to be defensive. So it is like, I get that piece. But do you um, have to be defensive but, on everything? But because you're going to be in the community, because these are certain things you have to know, like you're not going to another country as a military agent and trying to find insurgents. Like, mm-hmm. but it's almost as if that's what they're doing. So it's a very us versus them um, training, it seems like, I don't know, I'm not a police officer, so, and I, I can't speak of the training, but I get that they're training them to protect themselves, right? Because you have to be able to protect yourself, but your job is not to protect yourself. Your job is to protect and serve the community that you're in. That is your real job. Um, they do need to get home, for sure. They need to get home to their families, but mm-hmm. you gotta get that other piece. Absolutely. We're gonna transition uh, just do a little update on, honey, like we talked about last time, the slap that was heard around the world, uh-huh. literally, honey. Uh, they, I was seeing all these little murals people put up in other countries and memes. And it's, the memes it's, are the great. I am here for the memes. Heard around the world. Um, but, you know. If we, it was between two countries, baby, they would be at war. Exactly. Um, we spent some time on this topic last week, but we just kind of wanted to give an update with Will Smith. If you haven't heard, uh, he has been banned from the Oscars for the next 10 years. Um, I don't, they banned him, but he resigned actually before the official Mm -hmm. ban. Um, I'm not sure there was a couple companies that said they're not going to have his movies out. Um, one thing we know is that that means he's not going to be in a lot of things unless it's something that he produced. Because a lot of movies are created, they want to bring it to the Oscars. They want to, you know, um, be able to be eligible for that. So I doubt someone who is banned from um, the Oscars can be a part of a project. So it'll be interesting um, what happens with him uh, moving forward. You know, know, I am definitely all about redemption. So I believe there is an opportunity 
for that for him and hopefully there's some good that comes out of this for him yeah. and other people as well. True, but I do know this that I did find out. Did not know Chris Rock is originally from South Carolina. We mm -hmm. down there, we don't play. It's 10 Rock brothers. They coming for your head, Will. They coming for your head. Tony Rock, he already said he does not have as much to lose as Will. I mean, it's his brother. He said, y'all might not see me on TV no more. He said, but I'm still going to be on the tour. He was like, but oh, you hit my brother in the motherfucking face? Do you think like, it's oh, 10 of us. Do you think that it means it might not be it may not be with Tony, but as mm -hmm. I say, but you still have eight other ones that's mm -hmm. coming for you. Some of them they 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 may be behind the scenes. We don't know what they look like, we don't know who they are. They may, they and may so send a cousin. Well, like, guess what? We could just send a brother where it's like, guess what? If 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 Chris is the main breadwinner. We go have to protect him, but mm -hmm. guess what? That ain't saying nothing about anybody else, you know. Because mm -hmm. I remember in school, um, some people was talking about my sister. It was just like, you not finna talk about my sister. I know my sister wasn't finna fight, but guess what? I was, I was, right. and I know my cousin. He loved to fight too. So guess what? Me and Pooh, we was go fight. It was like, you know, they talk about my sister. Ho. Let's do it. <laughs> and it's just like, now I'm I, I stayed in tour with some people about my sister and stuff. Now I know it might not always be the other way around, but I would go hold my own. My sister be done find out about after the fact. Oh, I heard you got into with such and such a you don't got to find or whatever. But no, so I understand that because if just give an account that they came from a big family, it's 10 of them. And you and you technically you made it out and you are a household international superstar. Mm -hmm. That is still a level of we've been brought up where guess what? They was fighting some other people down the street because one person got to fight and they probably already knew. Guess what? You fight one, you got to fight all of them. And a lot of times that's how people was brought up as well. well so I get it. And well, it's just like the saga continues. We'll be, we'll have to see. What uh what happens, what comes of it? <laughs> you know, it may be a lot of speculation because I doubt they do anything that could pro probably be linked to him per se, but we'll see. Maybe maybe it'll be enough for, for him to just be looking over his shoulder. If you not, know. you you in the house. You in the house because you're scared. Now, I done seen that happen plenty of times with people. Uh -huh. Like, oh, you used to be out everywhere, but then now you ain't because you already know somebody got to that I pull your number and it's on site. And guess what? I know the people from South Carolina because I'm from South Carolina. Baby, it don't matter. They could be just like Vladimir Putin. I wait 30 years. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I wait 30 years. So guess what? It ain't over because nobody not going to forget that because every time the Oscars come around, that is going to come it's, 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 Oh, it's we already know. The next Oscar is going to be like that. There's going to be a joke like, okay, everybody sit on y'all hands. It's going to be continued. All that other stuff. I'm sure Chris Rock will probably, he probably going to host next year just out of some type of Redemption for him. But let me tell that. you, y'all better pay me like I'm finna star in a movie. I know that. I know. And I know, <laughs> I know anybody. Y'all need to have a different stage. I'm not down there with everybody else. I don't care if we got money or not. I ain't on that level. So you ain't finna just walk straight up on me. You go ahead to climb 
up on the stage and then I got up hand because I kick you in your head. But well, speaking of kicking, <laughs> the Puerto Rican princess is in the news. She's, I feel like she hasn't been in the news as much, but this time, well, at least the social media news. This time, the Puerto Rican princess, Jocelyn Hernandez, is facing a $25 million lawsuit for assault and battery. Apparently, for her show that's on Zeus, it's, uh, oh, Lord, Jocelyn's Cabaret. And uh, it's on Zeus. It's I guess they just they finished their second season, had a reunion, and according to the lawsuit, the lady said we showed up in ball gowns. She showed up in boots <laughs> with her crew, and you know she didn't read the room. <laughs> she didn't. I they didn't. Somebody didn't read the room. And then Jocelyn took to Twitter and basically said, "You like I I slapped one, I kicked another, I roundhouse like." And she probably said her favorite thing is like, I walked like a dog. I know she walked somebody because I I haven't watched the second season of Johnson's Cavalry because Zeus Network, it is a pay-per-view service. Mm -hmm. But I I had purchased it so I could watch the first season. It was not an episode that there was not a fight. And because this is a smaller network, they, they let the fight go. Like, it ain't no like, oh. I think people watch it for that. Like, she is... Uh, notorious for fighting. She's notorious for fighting at um anything union. So I don't know how, why. I don't know if their goal is just to get some type of money. Um, because if you fought the whole season, I don't see how you didn't think you were gonna fight at the yeah. reunion. You know, you fought and one another. Two people for she, reality TV. She fought y'all, and guess what? They they asking for a ridiculous amount of money because if they know her, they know she ain't got no twenty five million dollars. Because they're they're she did, we'll be on Zoom, right? Well, they may be saying let's shoot for this amount and see what we get. I'm I'm interested to know if they actually have a case. Um, I don't think you can really sue on reality TV, especially if it's in your contract. Because mm-hmm. I mean, Zeus is known for the fighting and the bickering. Like that's that's literally what they do. Love and hip hop, that's what they do. Nobody's ever sued anyone. Um, so it's just interesting to me that they filed a lawsuit. And the only thing I think they may have a leg up because they they're saying that she brought her crew. So that may be the loophole that she actually brought people that were not actually part of the cast. Mm-hmm. To have a fight. Well, like, if so, that, that that piece, I don't know. Well, then it's one thing. Okay, so let's say you get jumped. You should have a case on everybody who jumped you, not just well, on one her person. Show. It's her show, though. So, <coughs> I mean, yes, I agree mm-hmm. with you, but maybe that's why this one is her show. She's the executive producer. She brought her friends. So, we're going to sue you because you are the reason why. They, I don't know, child. I'd be interested to see what happens. It well, it's going to be another fight. But then, like, she for real have for real, for real strippers and people that's out there because the first season, like, some of those girls, they were still literally out there, still selling ass prostituting they, they documented that and so because like one girl she was like i ain't got time for this y'all arguing i'm missing money and like she went straight out there to the track so it's like you're literally getting for real for real gutter people like you already know they want to do a come up but they mm-hmm. with that fighting because somebody probably told them like you ought to sue her because if that was the case you would have got sued and i would have stopped 
filming after the first see first episode. But if right. they watch the first episode, they familiar with Jocelyn, be it before she became on TV or while she been on the TV. Fighting is in her nature. So it's kind of like, well, what did you expect? Yeah. But we can see, but she ain't got the twenty five million dollars. I know that, but she don't have the twenty million dollars. Twenty five million, you know, it's been said. So, so Jocelyn also did not have on a ball gown at all, mm-hmm. and on boots. Um, like mm-hmm. we did on one reunion, what she said? Oh, she came ready. We got mm-hmm. on ball gown. She had on shorts. <laughs> like so, she came ready to fight. She brought her crew. I know. I remember one time they were trying to. Say maybe she was on some powder. So I don't know if that's something they're going to try to put out about that again. Child, I don't know. But speaking of powder, we're going to get to tonight's topic, honey. The evolution of marijuana. Not that powder is marijuana, but it is a drug. <laughs> some people put it in marijuana and they smoke it. very true. That is very true. Well, so, home, they call it L's, lace blunts. When I lived in Chicago, they call it primos. Primos. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know, because I remember they was just like, oh, they be smoking primos. I'm like, what is a primo? You know, it's a blunt. And they be that broke up crack or meth or hair. I ain't know that. I don't do that. Primo, like supposed to be the best? Like, that- I don't know. I guess that's just supposed to be like cold words. So you're not... Saying like, oh, okay, I guess if anybody else see you, you know, they not. Oh no, she don't smoke crack. She just, she just smoke weed. Mm-hmm. But then after she done got a heel, she done got zooted and booted, and then they pass cloud nine. That ain't no weed high, cause weed high is different than other type of high. Yeah, very it, it much. Is. And so, uh, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks, like a month ago, we talked about this on our Wild Out last time, a federal bill was passed to decriminalize marijuana. Um, you know, I have mixed feelings about that, just in the sense of, I don't believe it was done for the people. I believe it was done for big business. Oh, um, absolutely. But, you know... You know, we'll look at the the pros of it first before we get into the cons. Because I remember, I know I'm, what, 40 now, 20 years ago, honey, uh, you were hiding. You smoked something. You, like, you sprayed cologne, took a shower, and you went to class. Today, I went to Kroger, and the little guy was with his mama smoking his vapor. <laughs> I mean, it's no judgment, but it's definitely... Well, I'm gonna say this certain stuff that I see, I do judge because it's just because one thing about it, I guarantee you that mother probably has some respect issues. As my mother said, you certain stuff you can't let your kids see you do, and it's certain things you can't do with your kids because it puts you on that level with them and your respect level go down. That's why she said, You'll never catch me partying with you. I ain't going, you know, and 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 I and I know. Um, with some people, they they've seen their parents and stuff do too much, and then you know the way they talk about them like that ain't they mommy and daddy, but they done seen you know it's kind of like I just have you up here, but then you do stuff and bam, it just drop you. Well, some parents feel like I rather you do it with me than you do it out on the street. That's that is a different. Mindset. Yeah, and so they start talking all crazy and whatnot, and we're like, uh, you need to respect me. I'm your mama. Just because he's smoking a vapor pen does not mean he's going to talk crazy to his mama. I mean, I get what you're saying, but that one plus one doesn't equal two. 
I just, no. it's just it's how old was I, I don't know, average? How old you think this person was? He might have been in his early twenties. Mm. He might have been in his early twenties. And mm. I might be giving him some. You know, he didn't look really old, but he didn't look like young, like he's a teenager. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just interesting because again, we're talking about the evolution of marijuana. You know, you had parents that smoke weed sometimes, but it was like if they find out their kid was 20 years ago, it was like, why are you doing that? You know, are they, like you said, parents didn't really do certain things in front of their children. And that has changed, you know, here now in 2022. Um, You know, but anyway, some of the pros of decriminalizing marijuana is the people that have records. Are mm-hmm. supposed to be now. We don't know how long it's gonna take. Is is this room for everyone? But it's it's supposed to be uh, getting expunged, being expunged, people being released from prison. Excuse me. I guess it depends on um, the amount and the amount of time that has been served. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this kind of tri- the trickle down effect in different states and how fast this moves. Um, and I, the, the other thing is, what I've been thinking about a lot of people, that's why the expungement part is important, because when people get out of jail, most times you have spent your time, you paid your debt to society, yet there's so many things you st- they still take away from them. They mm-hmm. still take away their right to vote. You know, certain jobs they can't have, there's certain businesses they can't have, you know, so that piece also would be interesting to me. You know, I, I would say they should have a piece of the pie. As well, a piece of the pie in this marijuana industry. But even people who haven't been in jail, it's it's very expensive to be a part of the industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It and it's boiled down to money. And I'm pretty sure a lot of large companies and stuff. Because I can foresee Walmart. They sell everything else. Why would they not have a dispensary? Listen. You know, the reality is, is why I said, I don't think it's for the people. I think it's for big business, you know, big mm-hmm. business corporations. They have their hand literally in mm-hmm. everything. So you have to decriminalize marijuana in order for them to be able to do the research they need to do to, to create the drugs that they need to create to be a part of dispensaries. So you have to decriminalize it so that they can have that footing. Um, I know people who are trying to do their own have their own businesses in marijuana and even CBD. And before you can even have your business, they want to have, you need to have like a $50,000 in the bank, a starter business, $50,000 in the bank. You need to pay, that's before you even have a license. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is ridiculous. And it's really not set up for everyday people to be a part of the industry. That doesn't mean that people aren't doing it. There are people that's coming together. There's people who have, the money that they can, but it is not set up for that. It is set up, in my opinion, for big business. This is why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. That's my own yeah. little. <laughs> that's my own little spill in theory on why it's even important um, for them to uh, for it to be decriminalized. It's just like alcohol. Alcohol yeah. was not legal until they could figure out how to tax it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they figured out how can we make money from this. That is when it became legal, right? And um, and then in certain states, you couldn't sell beer or alcohol on Sundays. 
Now, some places it didn't matter. And then some places it was, you you could still sell like beer by the cup, like if you went to a restaurant right. or something like that. But then you see where a lot of places, they stopped doing that. And when I was in Chicago, that was the first time I ever went in um, Walgreens. And like, you buy hard liquor in there. And I'm like, yeah. what is this? Even in Walmarts in there now. Well, you know, that's was, not the, Chicago, not the Bible Belt. You know, you really found that more in the Bible Belt where we couldn't buy alcohol on Sunday. I remember in school, because I'm from New Orleans, so we could buy alcohol sunday even though we're in the south we deep deep dirty south and i remember in school even going to the liquor store this was probably pre-21 but that's not even the point um <laughs> you know it's like you're trying to get to the liquor store and purchase before 12 o'clock right like it was like on that dot it was done you cannot have even a purchase uh at 12 o'clock on a sunday and I remember, um, like, one of my cousins got racist. So he used to run a liquor house. So people used to come over there and get a dollar shot. <laughs> and um, <laughs> but we my uncles, they stayed right side by side. Let me tell you, on Sunday, it was, I wouldn't be over there because he ain't coming over here. But as I got a little bit older, it used to be another liquor store. There was a couple, <laughs> not liquor store, liquor house. Man. Baby, that was just like the spot to be. So, like where I'm from, everybody may not be familiar. Like, oh, what's a liquor house? Like, this is somebody that's selling liquor out their house. They were doing it like the Kennedys. You know, we bootlegging and stuff. And I mean, it's still a lot of people still in South Carolina. They make their own bootleg um, liquor. And people are like, oh, it's corn whiskey, baby. It ain't just corn whiskey. Because I remember one time my uncle. It was like, I need you to drive me somewhere. And I'm just like, okay. And you know, I'm already like grown. So I got my own little car. I'm like 21, 22. And then he put uh, a milk jug in my trunk. And mm. I'm just driving. He gets, I drop him out at a little spot. I come back. He said, you've been driving fast and everything. He said, I seen you coming down the road. He said, don't you know you carrying a bomb? I said, what? A bomb? I was like, I seen what you put back there. And then when um, he showed it to me, like, I was like, oh, my God. He got to like, it is <laughs> But, like, he used to make it out like, kerosene, gasoline. I'm like, and I'm sitting up there. That I have a, a, a stick shift. So, you know, I'm sitting up there. I'm killing the roads. Like, it's nighttime. Like, my mom ain't going to ask me nothing about coming home or nothing. Like, I had to, I had to be out all night because my uncle dropped me off over here and come back. You know, because everybody ain't had no cell phone, but guess what? I'm asking everybody what time it is. I'm going to be back over here. People are okay. It's like, you know, you could have been went to jail forever. If you ain't blow yourself up, you got a bomb in the trunk. I was like, Lord, erase But let me tell you, that bootleg liquor. I tell anybody, that's the liquid devil, because I didn't seen people spike a spike liquor punch at a at a party before. 15 minutes, you think the devil ain't finna come up in there? That's Everybody like in there. <laughs> Look, that sounds like that was that's primo uh, alcohol. Let me tell you, if you ain't let over there to the side, you wilding. You fighting. Wow. You fighting. <laughs> Every, oh, my God. I ain't gonna say it. Sit up there. I done been in too many places. But like, hold up. Oh, I see somebody coming. Oh, they finna put, let me go. This is my time. Because they had that primo alcohol. That's what that means. <laughs> Them young boys that can handle that. 
they can't handle it because as I say, oh, it's finna immediately put chest hairs on your chest. You finna, you finna warp into somebody else. Like, mm-mm. Well, oh, some other pros for marijuana becoming legalized and everything that is happening is the fact how we can get into it. There are some ways, there are some stocks that you yes. can start looking into. Um, we don't have any stock suggestions because <laughs> this is not the type of show and we are not responsible for anyone. But there are some stocks uh, that you can look into to invest into. There's cryptocurrency that you can invest in. There's even land. So I didn't know that piece. So that's interesting that if you can invest in land um, and different projects that's going on. So although they're making it very difficult for people, um, I would say people of color to be a part of it. <laughs> you know, the marginalized mm-hmm. people been, who who the it's been criminalized for because the reality is people who are not people of color, specifically black and brown people, they have been smoking weed a very long time and it has not been a problem. Okay. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, as far as the criminalization, it's just been criminalized for people that look like us. Yes, it's criminalized, and now it's like it's roadblocks, and exactly. and and they have street gatekeepers to keep the people in and out. There are, um, it's so many roadblocks, and it's it's awful. And 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 getting back to about with the land, um, because when you say, oh, you can rent land, because some people are going to think like, oh, well, I need to buy land to have it rent. So some corporations have already have land and they've been approved to have this land cultivated to actually grow uh, marijuana. So what you do, you invest in that land because the land is going to be rented to whoever it is um, that's going to grow it, you know, let's say like a company and something. Mm -hmm. And so because they are renting it, they're going to also have to get profit from it. It's the same way, just like um, when like um, farmers and stuff do, it's not always just, you do have farmers that they're their own farmer and then they just make you know, profit from whatever they grow, but you do have farmers who are in, you know, collaboration with like Dole or um, what is Jolly Green Giant, those those companies and stuff where they grow certain stuff. So it's like they lease in the land to grow green beans, but then okay. you sell that, but then you get get um, dividends or whatever from from them renting the land. So it's like crowdfunding. Okay. So those things are already happening and they actually, they have um, some places like that in actually in Georgia, because it's kind of one, it's, it's, they kind of like, it's growing and it's like labeled with that as a crop. Mm -hmm. So I think with, with certain states, they're going to be able to have it grown and it's considered to be a crop. So that's a level of like a loophole that they're able to get get it through instead of just like okay we're growing marijuana, okay so to speak. But um that's that's how they're you doing. Find out more information. <laughs> Absolutely, and if people they um have Robinhood um app, you can go on there and then they have um a tab that has cannabis on there, and it's said that. Um, last time I looked and it was in the New York Times or um, I think it was New York Times where by 2025 got three years people that 
the industry and the stocks is going to double. And right now, a lot of those stocks are penny stocks or stocks that's like $3 and less. Yeah. So you can purchase a little bit and get a lot. Because yeah. if you think about, <coughs> oh, excuse me, about 15 years ago, Facebook stock really didn't cost all that much, but it was a dollar stock. But let's just say that you had 100 stocks at a dollar of Facebook or Netflix or Google, how much you'll be sitting on right now. Right. So um, there's definitely stuff to look into um, if if you, you're not wanting to actually be a distributor of right. um of marijuana in itself benefit from everybody else smoking it and using it and also don't think that big pharma is not going to be some of the main people that are growing they are. <laughs> they growing are. it distributing it and all of this other different type of stuff so still even with that if you can roche pfizer um with glycosmith klein those people capsule find out some type of way and also as more research comes out it's not just going to be a smoke form because some people they just can't be around any type of smoke whatsoever right. so smoking it is not going to be what they're able to do but they're going to be able to synthesize that and then you're going to be able to take it in a pill or you're going to be able to take it in drops you know that's that's kind of like how CBD oils and stuff like that is. So they're already modifying and extracting what is the benefit beneficial part of that plant right. for right. people. Because so, there's there's marijuana tea, and you just I mean it's tea that you make with leaves, um, just like you make tea, and a lot of people do that who have migraines. Mm -hmm. It greatly helps them, uh, and a lot of people like you were talking about in people not being able to smoke it. I mean, the, the, the reality is smoking any form is actually not good for you on a continuous basis. Right. But, you know, marijuana has, I'm we know that it has its health benefit. It is here in the world for a reason. And mm -hmm. some people have already tapped into it. Um, there are three branches of marijuana. You have your sativa, you have your indica, and you have your hybrid. Your sativa is more of a head high, it's like when people like in their mind and they feel like, oh, I'm somewhere else and they get all these deep thoughts, right? Mm, um, okay. You have that's a body high and that's kind of what you feel, like you feel that slump. It's the body high, that relaxation. And mm -hmm. then you have just a hybrid, which is a mix of the two. Okay. And it's something I just learned that, because at first I thought it was like, those were strains, but those are called branches. And then the strains are actually the seeds. So it's like, that's based on how they um, cultivate it. And they may okay. not eat anything, um, you know, and that's based on the quality is, you know, is it inside? Is it outside? What's the lights? What's the temperature? What is the location? How long did they grow it? Um, mm. Indoor is to be the most popular. It's the strongest. Um, it's the most potent. So what you have outdoor, really the outdoor, the reason why it's not as potent is because you have to deal with a lot <clears> of <throat> pest, um, pest. So you mm. have to pesticides on them um you have the rain you have a lot of the elements so it's actually yes. not the preferred way to grow it um but for those when you're when they're growing them they name them stuff like uh <laughs> blueberry sunshine i'm making that up but strilla killer I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, all this other kind of i thought it was like 
meant that it tastes like it, but it doesn't. It's just a name that they call them. Because mm. as we know, honey, you don't want to smell good because the stinkier it is, the better. You know, that's what this, this is I can't true. say that's what they say. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> the stinkier it is, the better. You want that skunk? Yes, but it's funny because. Thank you on ya. <laughs> Get it off you? No. <laughs> But like you have though, my my brother was telling me he was like, oh, there's one called the gorilla glue, and I was like, oh my god, that sounds so a lot. <laughs> gorilla yeah, glue. sound like, very aggressive, very oh aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Get this monkey off my back. <laughs> but what's interesting is there are people that even though, um, like we were talking about not smoking it, people are using it to make a butter. You know, they're mm-hmm. it's, it's got like microdosing. So okay. they may be using it, um, they make a butter and they cook with it. People use it for pain management. So they may add it to certain things that they're cooking. And that way they're not really, in those um, scenarios, I can't say they're not always getting high, but the goal is really not about feeling high and light and whatever the, the goal is, you know, when people get high mm-hmm. all the time, you're trying to party or whatever, it's really pain management. So in those um in those scenarios, a lot of times they're using like indicas or mostly hybrids, but an indica for that body to relieve mm-hmm. the pain that they're feeling. Um, but it's in microdoses, so they put it in some of their foods so that yes, it's in their system. However, the intention is not to be high. The intention for them to be able to function, to be functional, but have less pain. Okay. Um, so I, I think I find that very interesting. I think that you know. Unfortunately, it's going to be a market that's going to be overtaken by Big Pharma, <laughs> by oh, absolutely. Big Brother. Because, because that's that's where the research is going to come out of. Right, exactly. That, that's going to be verified research because just because both of us is in the medical industry, like you, you have to have research come out of reputable sources from actual researchers, PhDs. Um, people with their master's degrees, MDs, in order for it to actually be a source of good information. Not saying that other people do not, but like you have people who have went to school to do statistics. They know how to do all of that. And that stuff is going to come out of there. So you're going to have stuff that's going to come out of the Mayo Clinics and John Hopkins and, you know, those large places where a lot of um research you know marijuana just just medical research come out of but then you also have those companies Bayer, Roche, Abbott that does research and they are billion dollar multi-billion dollar corporations per year Johnson & Johnson and everywhere they're going to dominate because they already doing research. That's just number one. So the the individual person is going to be hard to compete with it. It is. Just, it is. They don't have the amount of money, the amount of power, the, the time the of the time, um, even the knowledge. I mean, because I don't want to take away from research. I think research is very important. Um, right now, you know, individuals, they're doing basically they do their research on themselves. They create these products, mm-hmm. they eat them or they get it from someone who creates them and it helps them for pain management. I remember a few years ago, um, there was an article about a lady who uh, actually did this for her son who was autistic and mm-hmm. um, spoke of all the benefits for it. There was an article most recently that I read about it and the possible benefits um, for autism, I think 
you know, that would be great. <laughs> but, you know, um, it's, it's such a spectrum. So it's like, what does that look like? And it would require, you know, evidence-based research, honestly. As, exactly. Population. You know, it can't just be something confined. So, oh, I can just make it at my house. And so you're just getting your, your kid high. You can't just do, do that. And, and also, it's going to be some type of conflict during research because there is actual research now that shows that children who has used, and they did specifically with marijuana and stuff, because of the different strains and sometimes with the paranoia, the younger the person is that have used it older in life, they end up with psychiatric problems. And I can understand that's true because that brain is still developing and you're you're giving it some type of chemical, um, you know, a, a, a not natural in your body forming chemical that's attaching to receptors in a young growing brain right so it may look different for the atypical brain it it could be but but i do know just like with um like with when they try to say like how much because you know like some doctors may say like in a pregnant woman like you know if you have one or two glasses of wine that's going to be okay but nobody there's no consistency across the board right. because they said nobody wants to do the research <laughs> Who wants to, to actually say how much is enough <laughs> and how much is not because nobody do do not want to um hurt a, a human embryo Right. And stuff like that. And we already know that in higher primates, they just metabolize metabolize alcohol differently than the human. Right. So the research that's out there is actually retrospect. We just like, okay, was you drinking? How much was you drinking? Because a lot of people said, no, I wasn't drinking when I was pregnant. But a lot of people that a lot of people they don't know that they're pregnant between the first six to eight weeks, but the the brain stem that the whole nervous system and the brain is fully developed by eight to 10 weeks. So the damage is already done. So once you found out, you put the bottle down, but guess what? When you did not know you was doing it. Yep. And so that's definitely. Uh, exactly. In that small amount of time. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to have some ethical things that that's going to go with, go with certain stuff where certain type of research I'm not saying it ain't going on somewhere else in the world, but however, it's going to be really, really hard to put that on the forefront of medicine just for the ethical issues and stuff like that. So certain certain things, and and sometimes it's just like, you don't want to already mess with kind of like an atypical brain, you know what I'm saying, with something that you already know kind of alters, you know, for a, a period of time. The normal brain. So you just kind of, it's, it's very, it's one of those slippery slopes. Like, I don't know. And, you know, if I had a child that was on the spectrum somewhere where it's like, no, you can't use my child. But, you know, with our research, somebody got, somebody got to come to the forefront. But it's for me and mine, we, we ain't got I mean, I think that would be based on like a parent's decision because they know what the day in and day out looks like. You know, that would have to be in, uh, in tangent with the medical doctors, with the psychiatrists, like, okay, because of taking these medications, what do you think this, how could this benefit? Does it, you know, the good outweigh the bad if we try this on a lower level? I mean, I think it's, I think it's, it's worth 
it to a degree. Like, I mean, I say that with a smile and a cringe at the same time, worth it in the sense of if the benefit is truly a benefit. But, but see, that's the thing. Like, you don't know because exactly. it could not be in the exactly. you've you've hurt patients. Well, we know there's benefits of marijuana. So if there are benefits, how, what do you do to um, X out the things uh, that could hurt them, i.e. smoke? Like, you don't, it, we already know it shouldn't be a child smoking. First things first, right. you know, you shouldn't be given uh, a something that is high enough for them to be actually high. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but it's interesting, you know, the benefits. But on, on that same line, you know, moving to the question, because we've heard this all our lives that, you know, oh, weed, it's not addictive. You know, it's not crack. <laughs> and it's like, okay, yes, it's not crack. And I, I mean, people be- that have addictive behaviors. Right. And that's all that they do. Because mm-hmm. I give you the story. Reason why I say that, um, um, I definitely feel like it is very potentially to be addictive. I would just like if they had to say yes or no, I'm gonna say yes because, um, prior to me moving from um, Chicago down, um, I was dating this guy and he was a weed head, and like he was in every sense of the word a weed head. So, like, what I thought a weed head was, like, nah. I had I had that for really, for really <laughs> off. Right? Like, so everything that he did before, after he had to smoke. So one time we had went to his mom, his um, his grandma, it was her birthday. So we had went over there. It was barbecuing at the sister house. So, you know, the family is gathered. And we was over there, we got over there like four-ish mm-hmm. and stuff. And like around 11, you know, we already, and I'm helping his sister and his mother help clean up, put up stuff, because that's just who I am. He come through that kitchen. If you don't hurry up, you're about to be left. And, you know, immediately I'm just sending him just like, get in your car and go, because I can't be left here. Because I'm going to have me some Uber money, but I know people in the city. I'm going to give them this address. And they're going to come pick me up and they're going to take me home. And I'll deal with you at a later time. But, you know, his mama was like, hey, 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 chill, 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 whatever. Like, they was like, nah, she need to hurry up and come on. And it's like, we did not have no conversation. We was like, cool, chill, everything. So, <coughs> excuse me, I went on here and I left with him. But the way that he was driving on this on, on the interstate, just weaving and bobbing and driving fast, the whole time, like we're not talking in a car, mm-hmm. looking at his face. He's not mad in the face, not just like focused, concentrated. It was a different type of look. We get that. Like you think? I don't know. It was it was different. It mm-hmm. was I didn't see anywhere. It's like, okay, this is a fiend type of look. Mm-hmm. Like if I need to hurry up and get to where I'm going, because it's just like I guess it's like an impending doom type of look, like. You know, you geeked in the face for people who know what that means. So that look. So when we get there to the house, he hurrying up, just smoking, and then he started smoking, and it was just like a whole another different person. Mm. And I was like, "You addicted? No, I'm not." I said, "Look at what done happened," and it was like it was other times where. You before you eat, this helped me eat. This helped me go to sleep. 
and stuff. And then he used to drive Uber and he would be mad because people would um report him said it's a car smell. Like we I said, what it do? He was like, No, it don't. <laughs> Like it does, <laughs> and like I had like some important stuff that I had to stuff that I had to do, and he was mad because it's like you can't take me. I'm not getting in that car. Like even if I put a sheet or something on there, it's just so bad. <laughs> he was like a weed head, weed head. He wasn't like I smoke weed, you know, whatever. He was like, you know, when we go back to it, is it addictive? Because the idea when people say is I can stop it anytime. That's what people say. Um, unlike alcohol and maybe some other drugs where you don't have that um, that withdrawal. Because mm-hmm. I know people that smoke weed, weed consistently, but then they have times where they're like, well, you know, I'm going three months without smoking. I know people that gave up, you know, smoking for Lent, and they're able to do it without, you know, being like that. You know, being mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I need it. So, you know, in the sense of, because when it comes to like crack and alcohol, like people who are alcoholics, it is not a conversation of, I can give that up for me. Like, right. there are people who are sick in their body and they're telling them, you're going to die if you don't stop drinking. You need to get a transplant. And guess what? They don't like, stop drinking. Because it's like, yeah, their, their body is addicted. It's like, I need this to live. So this is this is what um comes up about marijuana withdrawal, and it's come from okay. AmericanAddictionCenters.org, and it said these um withdrawal symptoms will present themselves in individuals who use marijuana daily or near daily daily for at least a few months. So some of these people they've been using it for quite some time. So these are feelings of anger, irritability, aggressiveness. Sensation to extreme nervousness and anxiety, disturbances in sleep, mm. decreased appetite, and then they can also have a significant loss of weight, feeling of restlessness and general malaise. And for people who don't know malaise, it's just like they're very tired. And also onset feelings of depression, physical symptoms that cause significant distress, such as abdominal pain, fever, chills, sweating, headache, and or tremors or shakiness. And... I definitely addiction to me. <laughs> yes. So I I think the reason why I because any any type of medication that um when it's ingested or taken into your body and it uses some type of receptor in your brain, your brain can get accustomed to that chemical and that stimulation be it a high or depressant or whatever like that. And then so you take that away, your brain is going to react to that. Now, granted, it may not be as severe as a cocaine or a heroin or um, some type of opiate or even an alcohol um, withdrawal, but there is because you have that stimulation in your brain. So that's why I definitely think that. And But then we've seen some people where it's just like they can't operate. They can't do nothing without, you know, getting high. And it's just yeah. like <laughs> you, 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 you can't go over here to the kids' birthday party without being high. No. I got I to gotta go. Let me go out. Gotta, this, like, this, you know, like. This go keep me chill. Gotta like, go out there and get a couple puffs. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, this go keep me chill. This go keep me level head. And it's just like, but was you that type of person before? Was you the type of turn up person? Like, no, you wasn't. So it's just 
But, you know, addiction in itself, because addiction and abuse is two different things, because the addiction is I have to have it. And if I don't, then I'm mad, I'm aggressive, whatever it is. Now, some of it can be physical, but it's just in your mind. Like, uh-uh, I, why should I have to go without it? So that part, I do believe that, it's, it, that it is addictive because some people just like, man, I got to smoke something on the way to work. Or when I leave from work at time I get home, because otherwise my day ain't going to go right. You know, it's like so, coffee, like people who have to have that cup of coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think think that is definitely a part of it. Um, but some of the because we're talking about the cons, right? Right. So some of the other cons that nobody you never ever hear anything about um, is that. What happens because you have this 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 substance that's now legal mm-hmm. that once was illegal. However, the other laws still apply. Right. If you have a car wreck, and that's the one thing before I even talk about a car wreck. Um, if you have marijuana in your system because it attaches to um basically like a fat molecule in your body. And it stays in circulation for about 28 to 30 days. It's not quantitative. It's just like to say like, oh, it's it gives you a number. Like, it's like um, if you were drinking, you could do a breathalyzer test. It's either yes. positive or negative. Yes. So we don't know <laughs> if you smoked 28 minutes ago, 28 hours 28 ago, ago, 28 days ago. Yeah. Guess what? It's still there in your system. Right. So if you have a car wreck and then a drug tissue, which a lot of times they will, and then is and and it's um let's say somebody passed away due to the car wreck, but you have marijuana in your system. This vehicular homicide with a lot of places because you're driving under the influence of I a controlled substance. That's the part that a lot of people don't think about. Like, yeah, these laws are changing, but the other laws aren't changing. So you know, and like, people don't see that drunk, <laughs> you can't go to work high. Exactly, something happens at work. The first thing they do is they're going to send you to urgent care, and they're yeah. going to drug test you. They're going to do a twelve panel drug test. Let me just let let me be clear about that. <laughs> they're going to draw blood for your ethanol. Ethanol that's the alcohol because it's not it's not excreted excreted in your kidneys because it's metabolized by your kidney. Right. But the rest of it it can be found in your urine. Mm-hmm. That's why you do that urine. So in those states that it is legalized. They don't talk about how car insurance has went up because I I found out that there has been 6.6% increase in car wrecks oh. in states that have had um, a legalization of marijuana, a 4% increase in fatal car wrecks oh. in those states. So in turn, you're going to have statewide increase in insurance premiums. That's one thing I do find about that. I think as things change specifically with this, the pendulum swing of normalcy uh, with this is going to be on the negative side where people are going to be like, just like with the guns we talked about earlier, oh, I can have it. I'm going to have it. So when I get off, I'm going to smoke me a blunt. And so you'll have that because it's like being on a diet and you have said, I'm not going to eat all this. And then all of a sudden everything is available to you. 
you're eating everything. I feel mm-hmm. like that is where this is going to go first. I don't think long term it'll be there that that way. But it's that pendulum swing of okay, as you swing from one side to the left, it just it, it keeps swinging until that swing gets smaller and smaller. Then it needs somewhere in the middle um, where it's stabilized. And unfortunately, that is definitely a downside <clears throat> of marijuana being legal. Is people who've been wanting to partake, but they wanted to be law-abiding citizens. <clears throat> that in air quotes for people who can't see, you know, because yes. because you're not smoke weed, don't mean make you a law-abiding citizen. Um, but for those who now to say, oh, it's legal, you know, I be able to relax on the weekend. You have to think about these things because and parts of your life that this could affect you. And also with companies, companies still reserve the right to be a alcohol, drug-free workplace. Because sometimes people, they forget. It's just like with Walmart. Their headquarters is in Arkansas. So a lot of the laws that is in place for Arkansas, although they have Walmarts in every other state and across the world, they still follow by those things. So... I didn't because there's there's about 22 states now that has some form of legalization of weed. A lot of them is just medical marijuana, not just, you know, anybody can smoke. But there's a 4.4 increase in unemployment in Colorado. So these people, they they can't get employed because they can't pass drug tests or you working for a company, something happens or they smelling weed on you, which still the company policy is, hey. You can't you you can't be high. That's an indication to say, like, guess what? You are high. But you see, there's about a six percent increase in employment in California. So you do have some places where some people that maybe they wasn't able to get higher, or because they've been able to get certain expungements off of their record. Mm-hmm. Um I'll some people that was that. Unemployable legalization there. Yes. You know, what's interesting is bringing it back what you said about Colorado. You know, a lot, again, it's not for the people, people. This, these, I mean, I think it's good that it's, I mean, I'll be honest with everything. I think it is good only because I feel like it's, you know, criminalized, not based on the actual product. So for Mm -hmm. me, it's like, you know, yeah, you're just trying to control people, and because you don't, you can't control this. You say it's illegal, it's bad. But as soon as you can control it and make money, it's good. So that's my piece on it. But it's interesting that they say they do it for the people, but then the people aren't benefiting. Because exactly. What it tells me is that the people of Colorado, although they have dispensaries there, they are cultivating there. It means they don't have the job. That or they can possibly mean that. Are they getting hired to work at these companies? No, they are not. No, absolutely not. And um, and because they in Colorado they have a four point four increase of unemployment. That means a lot of people who is smoking, they working at other companies, they're getting terminated. But another thing that they do not talk about is that people there has been an increase of people who lose their children to the system mm-hmm. because something happens and to that child in the care of whoever the caretaker is, the parents or whoever, the guardian. And part of if you lose your children, they drug test you. They frequently drug test you. And it comes up. When I was in Chicago 
Um, I work with Cook County um, uh, Hospital, which is like a huge, huge hospital for the city of Chicago. And I was working with um, doctors and stuff that did child advocacy. And so once a month, they would go to the medical examiner's office slash um, kind of like their um, Chicago Bureau of Investigation. So they would talk about all of the children that died for that month that had some something was going on with their case you know, that there was going to be some type of prosecution. And for all of these children, with except for one, um, all of them, the caretakers had weed in their system. Some of it, it was only that. Some of it was in a, they had that plus something else. But still, that made them, because they do know that it impairs you. Right. That it, you could not, you was incapacitated. You did not know what was going on. And the bad thing was, it was like three children where the parents rolled over on the baby mm. and smothered the baby. But when they woke up, they weren't on the baby. And it's like the baby is small and it's soft. You ain't finna feel it. And plus, if you with something and it's a head high, or even if it's a body high, you knocked out, knocked out. And they did. Well, you don't feel like you can move. I mean, exactly. <laughs> that that's the whole point where they it's call like, them stoners. I can't get out the bed. I want to take a shower. Right, you stone. That that's the reason why they call it stoners because it's right. kind of like you stuck, exactly. you know, in a like statue. Yes, and like some of the people, um, they definitely was going to jail. That yeah. that's just all that was to it. Based off of other stuff, and if they wasn't, they definitely wasn't going to get their children back. So then you have other children that they have that's in the system right. in which we already know children do not fare well growing up in in foster care system or in orphanages right so there there is there is so much you know different dynamics of this because it's not just one thing like decriminalize it let them be able to smoke some of these people like you said, because I can do it, I'm going to do more of it. I'm going right. to do it more frequently. Right. And then some people who may have wanted to try it, but they was not finna do anything. I'm not finna put my hands on nothing illegal. I don't want you over here at my house with no illegal substance. I ain't riding in the car. All this other kind of stuff. So now some people, you're going to have new people who are going to smoke. And right. how is that going to affect that family life, that home life? So and also, I always think about, you know, if people had to have a survey, would you want your pilot to be a weed smoker? Period. Guess no. what? Everybody going to say no. Would you <laughs> want your surgeon to 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 be a weed smoker? They're going to say no because a surgeon. Well, also, don't want to be an alcoholic either. A lot of them are. This, this is true. That's a whole other subject. <laughs> but but a lot of people, it's kind of like, guess what? I definitely, because people, I guess it's like, because alcohol has been, you can't go to work drunk. You can't go to work drunk. Where sometimes when you're drunk, um, depending on how it affects you, a lot of times you can kind of like see when the slurring and, you know, just a lot of mm -hmm. just external stuff that people, they can say like, oh, they drunk. Or whatever. So it's kind of one of those things where 
some people it's like, yeah, let them smoke, but don't you let the pilots do it. Don't you let the surgeons do it. I don't want my teacher teaching my children and they hide. Because at that point, you sitting over there in euphoria and you're not paying attention to see that this child is getting bullied. But I will say, <laughs> I, was I mean, I don't know, but, but I, know, you know, I, I know you're saying just general, but it's yeah. like there's so many uh sides to that coin. Is it multiple sides of the coin? Because it's only two sides, anyway. Exactly. <laughs> I uh, I went to school with this guy, um, and I mean, he was definitely smoking all the time. I will say he was one of the smartest people that I went to school with. He actually went to medical school. Um, but he was one of the smartest and very helpful. Like he could he could teach you, like if you did a study session with him, he'd break it down like no other. Very mm -hmm. interesting. But he definitely spoke. So it's like it's not a it's not an end all to be all like no one is paying attention or can can focus, but honey. But I don't I don't think smoking story. weed really has anything to do with your intellectual ability. Well, I'm not talking about intellectual ability, but the fact that you can be focused while you're in class, you're focused while you're studying. Like he was not just oh I smoke weed and eat. He was definitely a weedhead. He smoked quite often, but you know for him. His story is way different because he got all the information so much so he could teach you, you know, things he could tutor you and, and break things down to you. The unfortunate part is that a lot of people think because that's someone else's story, that's theirs. <laughs> because exactly. you know that happened with this person, well, he said, well, I could, no. Well, that, that's why I, I said I don't think it has anything to do with the intellectual ability where take away that he probably still is always just going right. to be on it anyway, right. where like some people you present something to them, they they catch it on the first go round, mm -hmm. you know, and then who knows what his study habits was away from everybody else, even though he could have been high, but still his ability to catch stuff, I don't think it had nothing. It was independent of weed because I mean, like I went to school with a whole lot of weed heads and it's just like, I can't study with them because they barely can form a sentence. But then, you know, exactly. we supposed to be over here talking about this or whatever with science. And then you sitting over here trying to have a philosophical conversation like you, you need to be at the children's. And table. that's what I'm saying. Like for him, it didn't hinder his, yes. his ability, you know, and yeah. unfortunately, that's what people look at. They look at. You know, it's always the good stories that people say. They're like, oh, yeah. this person did but, this thing fine, so that's me. And it's like, no, that's not Well, I, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I could be wrong, but I just think about, because my son now is 18, mm -hmm. it is very hard to pay attention to one child. And in most classrooms, it's 25 to 30 kids, and you got to... They're doing stuff. I don't care whether they're young, like kindergarten through 12th grade, they're doing stuff. It's going to be hard, really, really hard to convince me that you're going to be so spot on high with that many children that's doing different things, giving I them. I absolutely agree. But I also would say that the children would, uh, and they say, mess up their high. <laughs> the children I mean, that that is true. But, 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 but that's what I'm saying is that, okay. Now your high messed up. You kind of mad. So then how does that downstream towards those children that's just being children? They might right. have legitimate questions 
where it's like now you short with people of not where you just gonna have to um study about this tomorrow like you go back and reread the chapter where it's like no they had a legitimate question but because you don't trying to be on your job high and these kids just being kids they don't ask questions and they, they ain't saying that they was just being bad but guess what it could just be introduction to a new topic so 10 out of 30 kids have legitimate questions, but you just were like, I just want to just talk about this and get on through my day and just feel this. And I think that's where the issue is. You know, people are not thinking it through. You know, I, exactly because with certain asleep and they're like, okay, everyone <laughs> go and have a couple puffs, and it's like, but what if something happened? Right, because because what because we've we've seen plenty of cases where nurses have been high on something on the job. And they messed up people's medications or they haven't been attentive as they should have been and stuff has happened. So I think people, they want to legalize it. But guess what? <clears throat> don't you be, don't you be nurse, nurse, nurse Susan May. You better take care. You better take care of my grandma because it's so everybody coming in. We coming in just like the Rock Brothers. We coming in for your head. <laughs> you <laughs> guess what? And we got all, we got all exes covered. So it ain't nowhere to run you know, so I I really just think that <clears throat> it's kind of it's good if you got to be good for the gander, you got to be good for the goose. You yeah. know, because because people they don't want their pilot high, they don't want their surgeon high, they really don't even want their doctor high because it's just like if you feel like that, guess what? They're not gonna be as attentive. They're gonna miss something. Then how can you say for some people we don't change nothing? It don't change like it does. So, um, and I think this is where another problem that lies with me. <clears throat> and what's the next next um drug that's going <laughs> okay. that, that's going to be that's a that, that people are going to want to legalize? That's because where does it stop? Because it's like okay, they're getting the tax benefits from it. And it's just like with the lottery tax lottery, they don't go back to to give that money back to the schools because everybody's um lottery is supposed to be education, but people's kids still going to them regular schools. <clears throat> they ain't built onto the schools. They got about 15 to 20 portables behind behind every school. You know, you 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 every teacher in America is underpaid. They petition every year for more pay. But if this supposed to be, as I say, these are these like guilty pleasure or these sinful things, like guess what? What people they're going to do and they're going to gamble, they're going to do everything. We might as well tax it and use it to benefit. If right. that's the case, every person in America should be able to go to any state supported school, not just a two year school or four year institution for absolutely free, giving account of the money that each individual state brings in daily for the lottery. There should be no schools that still have you have to sign and say that it's a it potentially is a bestos or lead paint in the school. No child should be in no school that still is like was. But what is it before 1975? It shouldn't be none. Every every school should already been done, and it should have already be over capacity. So guess what? Ain't no more portables out there. So I just don't feel like this. The money and what they're using it for is still benefiting the taxpayer. No, again, 
It's not for the people. I, I don't. It's for the corporations. It's for the corporations who's going to benefit, or those people who have a lot of money who's able to do huge investments. You know, multi-million dollar investments. So you know, in the end, they're going to be billionaires within ten years or less. You know, when it's just completely mainstream. And that's the kind of unfortunate thing about it. And I think because that's the underlying thing, that's kind of like, don't do it. Just make it legal. And everybody who had a weed charge, strike that charge. Now, sometimes people had a weed charge along with a crack charge, along with a traffic in charge. You still have them other charges. (laughs) Still go have them. Yeah. But you shouldn't be in jail for 35 years for some weed. Like, you need to go back. And not just Especially okay, release the people. dispensaries and distributors coming out. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot have people sitting in jail for literally the same thing. Right, because I I've known people myself who did not sell drugs at all. However, it was a routine traffic stop, but it was in a car, and then they got traffic in charge. They got distribution charge. It was within a one mile radius of a school because that's a charge. And most schools, they're going to have a playground. So then that's an additional charge. If it's in a church, one mile radius of a church or a playground, that's another charge. Then they're going to swell up and now it's just a tent to distribute. This was a nickel bag, sir. But guess what? This was your last nickel bag that you had to sell. So guess what? You're going to get that. And they're saying, right. you know, they're looking at 20, 25 years. I have seen so many people. That's my age when we was much younger, just get railroaded and which was like so wrong. And the cops, they knew. And that goes back to like we said, training and then just being reasonable. But guess what? If I can do what I want to do, I don't necessarily have to be reasonable. And the reality is, again, that was mostly people that look like us. Because how many stories? I mean, it was a few years back and it was like, um, a lot of white people got on Twitter. It was this big thing. It was like hashtag um, doing crime while white. And they talked oh yes, I remember that. The things that they did. A lot was talk- a lot of people talked about weed and how they got stopped. And the cop brought them home and was like, "You shouldn't be doing it." Um, one even it was like talking about how one of the- it was two cops and one of the cops drove their car, didn't let them drive, so drove their car to the house while they rolling. It's like crazy stories that it. And I, I get and they was giving them grace and mercy because they was young and dumb. But guess what? When we are born, we supposed to come with 150 years of knowledge of knowing our place. Correct. And what and, to and, and what and not to do. Exactly. But it's interesting because people who are, you know, they were talking about stories that were 20, they're 20 years old. And, you know, what I can say is that I'm happy that people who are now in their 40s and they can think about the experiences that they had when they were younger, not even in their 20s, like in teenage years. Of course, when you come up, you think everybody gets those um get those privileges. But when you yeah. don't know, really, social media is the reason why they know, like, oh, so everybody wasn't getting those privileges? So these people who went to jail, they worked really as bad because in their minds, well, you must have been really doing something exactly. because you went to jail. Like, I didn't go to jail, so you must have really been doing something. And when you hear stories of people that went to jail for, like, <clears throat> less than the things that they've done, you know, it's like, wow. And that I remember that um, 
that 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 was a few years ago. It was very interesting to read because it's like yes, wow. because it was just like I know people who did this. I remember somebody in in the news who had this, and they put it on the front front page, and I'm just like, and so sometimes like if everybody in your circle and everyone is in your bubble is being treated the same way. Honest to God, truth, I understand why they think all of us is lying. But to me, it's just like if you can go to the north, south, east, and west, and everybody got the same story, how was we able to have a black committed coalition to get everybody on the same one accord and y'all didn't know nothing about it? Like that should be just a red flag. Like, you know what? Everybody got the same story. It's very similar. As I say, you know, of the 15 points. 13 of them is the exact same. They ain't know these people or nothing. That's, you know, so it is very, very hard for them to see what we talk about because they themselves, they don't know nobody that has ever happened to them. Excuse me. In that particular way, they just do not know. And Excuse me, and as I say, this system is not broken. It's working and thriving very well because this is what's supposed to happen. But um, it just needs right. an overhaul. Yeah, supposed to be doing. <laughs> it's doing exactly um, what it was intended to do. You know, like just going back, you know, today's topic is the evolution of marijuana. And, you know, yes, there are some great pros for it. There, there mm-hmm. really are. But we have to be real about the kinds. And I think that's honestly the most important part to be aware of because those are the things that can change your life mm-hmm. the pros obviously you don't go to jail you can have you know have your nice little buzz for the weekend you know people are you know people getting out of jail hopefully people mm-hmm. uh their records being expunged and being able to have good lives hopefully because mm-hmm. again in the criminal justice system you may go to jail and you get out of jail you know there are certain things you can't do so yeah. we have to remember the kinds, you know, it's mm-hmm. not to put a, a, a damper on the excitement for people. Mm-hmm. There are people my age, younger, older, who are so happy about it, but it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't want to bust your bubble, mm-hmm. but these are things you have to remember. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, this has been a great discussion and I, I, I definitely want to continue with it. Um, yes. you know, hopefully we can, uh, get some people on to like, they actually knows more about the industry. I mean, yes. some episodes down. So anyone listening, if you know of anyone who's in the industry, who has more information to, um, add to this discussion, please mm-hmm. email us at the 40 spot at gmail.com. And we would love to have that, that person on or to get that information from you. Um, because, the, the, the things we talked about today is from our experiences. The oh, absolutely. We've looked at the things that we've known about people, but uh, we'd love to have, you know, that first encounter of people that are in the industry or have been affected by it in a positive way. You know, that would be great to have somebody who maybe have gotten out of jail with this new bill. That would be amazing to hear their story. And then even on the other side of it. So that's something I yeah. definitely um, look forward to in the future for us um yeah yes absolutely and if people out there that listen because i know there's a podcast for everything if they know of a podcast that they talk in depth about these things where they may be more knowledgeable 
please let us know so that we can reach out to them because that would definitely be a great collab. Um, just to have even more information, even if it's just doing a show based off of the investing part of it. So you don't have to have a hundred million thousand dollars of front cash money in your in your bank account. Because I can guarantee you if I had that type of money, I ain't thinking about doing no, you know, selling no weed. I'm going to do something else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, just being real. Because clearly I'm doing good and doing something that I got this money just on hand, you know. Um, so definitely, definitely just, just you know, reach out. And as we say, it has evolved from marijuana to like my mama don't say reefer, <laughs> grass, very <laughs> That's skank on you. You know, that curve, that hash, like gas, it has definitely evolved. Drove trees, like everybody has something. So it's it has definitely evolved as we have created different names for it. It has definitely, definitely evolved. Yes. But now we just want to say happy birthday. Yes. 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 I have a few. My auntie Gloria's her birthday was yesterday. She turned 70, 70 trips around the sun. Um, my cousin Latifa, aka Lady, her birthday. Um, my aunt Alice, her birthday is coming up. And my best friend in the whole wide world, Crystal, her birthday is this month. And plus, happy anniversary, because today is her anniversary. Okay, okay. So then I made five years, five years. Well, we have a special shout out for one of our top um, fans, Miss Erica. Just want to say happy birthday to you. Yes, happy birthday, Erica the Realtor. Yes, honey, and she she's one of the top fans, so we appreciate you getting in with us and linking up with us. Uh, so I hope you have a wonderful birthday. Anyone interested, uh, please email us at the 45D40 spot at gmail.com. Give us your name and your your date of birth. We don't need a year. Uh, and Or you can DM us. We are at the 40 spot on all social media. We would love to celebrate you. We would love to say happy birthday to you. So one more time, happy Happy birthday to the 40 spot. 40, 40, 40 spot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love doing that. <laughs> birthday. Yes, absolutely. We're gonna have to get us some little things where we dancing so they just see that if you if you're watching it, that we just I dance. know something and something that like a good um like confetti that you can hear. So for anybody who's listening on a replay, they can actually hear that as well. Yes, like it's So a party. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work on some stuff. You know, we're new at this thing, so Yes. we have some great ideas. But we that I love that idea, Remy. I love that idea. Yes. So one thing that I want to say before we leave, as we know, in three days is 420. That is the Yes. earth weed day. I know I'm gonna be smelling it everywhere. Smoke responsibly. If you can't handle it, you need to be at home stationary before you smoke. If you're in a state where it ain't legal, be safe, be careful, because the police, they know. Also, it's getting close to the end of the month, so you know they still trying to get those quotas. Exactly.
That's, Don't mess around and lose your job. That's the takeaway from today. Smoke be careful. You yes. smoke responsibly. <laughs> Don't just be out here doing what you do. So, guys, we will be back with you in two weeks on May 1st. Um, we're excited. Just remember that we're here every other Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 uh, p.m. Central. In the meantime, you can follow us on all uh, social media at the 40 spot, the 40 spot. Listen to us on all um, podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. We are there. We are there. We appreciate you tuning in with us tonight and for you listening on the replay. Yes. 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 We thank you for listening. Um, if you just want to pop in to look and see what we look like, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that's where you'll be able to find the videos. But if not, um, we appreciate you. Like, comment, subscribe, rate us on these platforms. Yeah, download so that us. when they look for us, we we further up on the list. We on the yes, list. With download us. Download podcast, y'all. Yes, <laughs> share it. If everybody who follow us, if they download one episode and post it to their page, we will grant. We, that needs to be our challenge, the forty spot challenge. So everybody, download. Uh, um, one of the shows, it doesn't matter which one, or even it just take it off of the link and repost it on your social media. Yeah. Send, send your people over there to see, like, how y'all like us? How y'all like us? How can we improve? What do you like? Give us, um, although we have a plethora of topics, you know, give us topic ideas. Absolutely. Give us some topic ideas, please. And, and, you know, you want to talk about the things that you guys want to talk about. You know, we started off talking about that. Like, hey, this is, yeah, this is something we want to talk about, but we want to talk about what you're interested in. We're trying to build a community here. Yes. So definitely give us that information. And since we're going to be in this thing for a whole decade of the 40s, guess what? We we got stuff to talk about. We have definitely stuff to talk about. Oh, and uh, one other thing um, for birthdays. Um, one of my friends, his granddaughter, she was born a couple of days ago, Azalea. So this is her birthday. And she started. So she almost about 40 hours old. <laughs> yeah. So guess what? We still get anybody's birthday. You don't have to be 40. Guess what? You just keep living. You go tap it. Hello. And if, and if you beyond 40, you already tapped it. Yes. So again, we thank you. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Thank you for listening on the replay. We'll see you next time. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Bye. Bye.